anyway, so I remember when I was talking to him and this is where the whole kind of like it, it, it had evolved. Like he was like, and I, I remember just sitting there, it was me and a couple other guys and we were talking to him and he's, and they were like, yeah, that's a pretty good scam. Right. God, what do you think? And I was like, you're an idiot. As we're, he was like, well, what would you have done? And I want what I have done. He said, I would have. Hey, this is Matt Cox, and it's me and Zach. Zach. And we're going to be, we, we actually got a, we actually got a, I almost knocked that over. What if I had knocked this over right now? Wouldn't twice. That, You've almost knocked it over twice. I know it's an issue. So I get all jacked up. So what happens is, what happened is we had a, we'd answered a bunch of questions from viewers. And one of the questions was, are there any scams that you learned about or came up with while you were incarcerated? And the answer is, you know, it's yes and no, but one of the big scams right now, and we both kind of have, we've talked about this and, and Zach's actually done the scam. It's called the tax scam or the drop. But that I've actually have kind of a story of evolution on that scam because it was super prevalent 10 years ago. It's not so much now, but anyway, I wanted to, but I have seen different variations of it from guys coming in prison, but you, you would, you want to tell how you, you were running the scam before you were incarcerated. Right. Um, well, what had happened was, you know, my wife and I, we, we were doing a lot of different scams and someone approached us about, uh, well, what had happened, what, what we needed was bank accounts. So I had put out the word that I need someone with a bank account because we want to use their bank account. Well, a friend of ours said, I have a girl that has like four or five bank accounts. I'm like, awesome. So he goes to introduce us to her. Her, her name was Tiffany. And when Tiffany and I met, it was like I was on one thing and she was on something else. So when I met up with her, I said, okay, if you have a bank account, you know, I'm going to, I need your debit card, right? And the account number and routing number, and I'm going to deposit this in your account. And then I'm going to do this with it. And we're going to make this money. We're going to split it. So she's like, well, I really don't have an account open with a debit card. And she's telling me, but, but what I normally do is this tax scam. I'm like, yeah, but I'm kind of focused on getting this, you know, this debit card thing gone going. She goes, yeah, but when I do the tax scam, I can normally get about 13,000. I get about 10,000 federal and 3000 from the state. This is up in Georgia. I'm like, yeah, but I'm kind of focused on doing this. Do you have an available account or not? Yeah, she you're goes, discarding her. Right. Right. So we're, we're like, we're talking against each other. So she's like, well, I have this one, but I have to check and see what the pin number is and if it's still open. So she gives me a debit card. So we part ways and I tell the guy that sent her, I go, listen, she's on something else. I'm on A, she's on B. Right. So she's on something else. So I don't even know if I can ever use her. Right. right. So about a week later, I'm laying in bed with my, my wife and like it hits me. I'm like, that girl said something about making $13 doing taxes. 13000 13 Yeah, $13. <laughs> I've been out too long buying from Burger King. But uh, <laughs> she said something about making 13000 doing taxes. I'm like, she said she knew how to do everything. I'm like, why didn't I ask her about that? So I try to call. This is the funny part because I try to call her and she doesn't answer. So I spend the next two days calling her about five times every day and she doesn't answer. So I have a back then I had a spoofing service where I could call you and make it look like um, 
Yeah, but she's coming from another number. Right. So I had her home number and her cell number. So what I did was I spoofed her and made it look like I was calling from her house. (laughs) Do you know she answered? Like I called her and she didn't answer. I called her and she didn't answer. So then I spoofed it and made it look like I was calling from her house and she answered on the second ring. So when she answered, I just disregarded the fact that I spoofed her. Right. And I said, how come you haven't been answering the phone when I call? She goes, oh, I've been tied up and whatever. So I said, well, you mentioned this tax scam. Tell me what it is you need and how it works. So she's saying basically all she needs is someone's social and birthday and a bank account. And she would file taxes for them on their behalf and it would be deposited directly into the bank account. So I'm like, I go, I've got about 10 or 12 people that have their social date of birth and bank account. She's like, well, oh, my God, we could make $130,000. I said, well, cool, because I said, we'll split it. Well, whatever you do, I'll give you half. So she said, well, right now I'm kind of hurting for money. I don't have Internet and, and such and such. But we, I spent the money. I got her um, um, one of the, um, what is it called, uh, where you can use the Internet anywhere? Um, hotspot. I bought her a hotspot. And a laptop. So I gave her like $3,000. got her a hotspot laptop and said, okay, do you have everything you need to file them? So she began filing the income taxes. And lo and behold, about two weeks, three weeks later, they 13000 started coming in religiously. Right. Blew my mind. Because when I, when I told my wife about it, she's like, you think it's going to work? I'm like, I don't know, but she's going to do it. So after... She did it and they started coming in. Then I got very interested in it. So then I wanted to meet with her to see exactly what she was doing. I got the outlay of how much she said she was making, how she got the EIN numbers and how she was just basically inputting it in and filing the taxes and the money was coming back. So it's as easy as just putting the paperwork in and they and they bring the money back. That's how it was back in 2006. Right, right. So it basically, I, I'm not sure this was very clear just for people that are watching is essentially what's happening is some guy works at Walmart, right? Right. And, and he makes whatever, let's say $40,000, 50,000. He's paid into the IRS, uh, $15,000 right. in, in income tax. Right now at the end of the year, he files his taxes and he might get, because he does it legally, he might end up getting $3,000 or $4,000 back. Right. Well, what people do is they'll get his information and before he can file, his income tax, somebody will get his information, file a tax return for him with an alternative um, a bank account number. Right. And so the IRS, and, and he'll say, like, I have six kids. I bought a, a Prius. Right. I have a house. Uh, then he'll say all these things so that he gets back the maximum instead of the fifteen, the 3000 he would have typically gotten back. He gets 10,000, 9,000, 13,000, whatever. He well, gets that. From the feds and state. He right. Gets money from, in, well, there's no certain state, state. In, in certain states. Right? Yes. Let's say he gets back $9,000 and the, the IRS direct deposits that money onto a green dot card or onto typically into a bank account or whatever. And so suddenly, so all you have to do is you get the guy's information. You then file, and then, of course, it's a problem for him because then two weeks later, he files his taxes. He doesn't right. know what's happened. The IRS says, wait a minute, we just gave you your, your money. Right. And now there's an issue. He has, to, he has to file and say, hey, it was stolen. That's not me. That's not my number. I don't have this. I don't that. So that's an issue. So, But 
they call that the drop because they're waiting for the money to drop, right. I think, right? Right. It takes about three weeks in right. tax season. For it to drop. So at that time, right. you know, now it's way behind. I mean, it's, it's way behind because like, like I'm supposed to get money back and I, I filed mine months ago. I've never got my tax return yet. Still, oh, it's wow. way behind. So, but back then, if you file actually their false tax returns, they're getting money back. So Zach was doing that and he was doing that with this girl. And now when I went to prison, I met a bunch of guys. I actually met this, this one guy who got 15 years. His name was Russell Simmons. No relation to Russell, Russell Simmons. Simmons. Oh, that makes sense. I, mean, um, I thought it was the same guy, but yeah. <laughs> so this guy's name was Russell Simmons. And I remember he, he was there for fraud. He got 15 years and we had been talked, we talked a few times and I went to him and I said, everything cool? Oh, yes. sorry. Um, I went to him and I looked and I, and I said, hey, so you were doing, you were doing the, the drop? And he goes, yeah, yeah. I said, well, how's it, how's it work? And I remember he rambled through it real quick. I was like, Ugh. I said, listen, I seriously want to know how does it work? Like right. not the quick cursory version that you give all these guys to impress them. Like, how did you even get onto it? What's right. the story? And he was like, all right, all right. He said, so here's what happened. He owned a, he had started a car dealership and he'd been running it for like 10 years. And he said, one day a guy, and it was, he was, it was in a bad neighborhood, a bad area. And he said, so I was buying cars for $2,000 at the, uh, at the auto dealer or at the um, auction, auto auction. He said, I'd buy them for 2000, 1500, whatever. So on the average, they'll buy a car for like $2,000. They'll clean it up. They'll sell it for six. Right. Some of the cars get lost and they never get payments on them. Um, but some of them, they get paid back, whatever. So you're basically buying a car that's worth two to $3,000 for almost double. Right. So he's buying them for two, cleaning them up, selling them for six. And he said, people make payments to me and they typically give him 2000 down. So they basically cover the amount of money, most of the money that he's got in the car. And they would come in and he said, you know, and they buy cars. He goes, well, I've not been doing that and I've been doing okay. He said, but one day this guy comes in and like, I had a, a nice like escalator or something. He goes, it was pretty old. He said, but it was decent. He said, nah, it was going for like 10 grand or something. Hmm. And he says, uh, and he bought it for like three. And he said, and I remember when he bought it, he said he didn't think he would even, didn't even know he could get rid of it. Right. You know, he said, because people just aren't buying cars for that. And he said, I'm trying to sell it for 10. And the guy came in and was like, look, I'll buy it cash. Can I buy it uh, cash? He's like, how much cash can I give you? Like without you telling <laughs> on me. And he was like, I mean, you can give me up to $10,000 cash. I goes, is that not going to be an issue? You're not going to file any forms? He's like, no, I'll just take the money. Right. So he pays the guy. So then he said, no big deal. The guy takes the car. He's like, great. He said, didn't argue about the price, nothing. He said, then like another guy comes to me two weeks later, wants to buy a car that I, expensive car I had in the lot. And the guy was like, whatever. It's like, you know, like whatever, X amount of dollars. And he says, look, I, how much money can I give you cash? And he's like, huh. So he takes it. He goes, well, I start buying more and more expensive cars to the point where guy, and now that my cars are selling for 15000 Guys are coming in saying, how much money can I give you in cash? And so he starts structuring. It's called structuring. He's like, look, you can give me, give me nine grand. I'll give you, I'll hold the note for the extra six grand. Right. Come in in a month and pay it off. Right. And then I won't have to report the money, you know, or probably still does, but he doesn't. So the guy comes in and does that. So he said, man, he said, this went, my car's, Started going from selling cars for five and six thousand dollars to where I was selling cars for twenty five and thirty thousand dollars. He's wow. not, so now he's not buying these little fifteen hundred dollar, two thousand dollar beaters. He's buying cars that are for ten grand for fifteen. He was, those guys are coming in left and right with cash, cash, cash. 
So finally, one guy had come in, like bought like six cars or four cars or a bunch of cars in like two, three months. Right. And he said, so he comes in and he says, uh, look, I need to buy, I want to buy that car out there. And he looks at me and goes, I'm going to sell you the car. Okay. I'll, I'll, he goes, can you do this? Can you do that? Yeah. Yeah. I'll do exactly what we did before. He goes, but here's the thing. He said, uh, man, where's this money coming from? Like, it's just you and me. Tell me the truth. He goes, this is like, this is drug money, right? I mean, this is the projects. I'm near them. There's projects all around me. He goes, this is drug money, right? right? And the guy goes, nah, man. He goes, ain't nobody selling drugs anymore, Russell. Nobody's selling drugs. He goes, this is fraud money. Hey, real quick, just wanted to let you guys know that I have a book, my personal story. It's called Shark in the Housing Pool. And maybe... Colby will put it up or not. I don't know. I also wrote a book uh, about my uh, about a buddy of mine in prison. His name is Walter Rossini, and it's called Devil Exposed. I also wrote a book called The Program about me going through the drug program in prison. It's practically a cult. And my favorite is Bent with John about John Boziak being a homeless kid on the streets of Miami that ultimately was one of the most prolific counterfeit uh, counterfeiters of credit cards in the um, cyber underground. So check the links to, in the description. I'll have a link to every single book and back to the podcast. So Russell says to the guy, you know, just tell me what's going on. What's, what's happening. And the guy says, okay, here's what we're doing. You know, he says, uh, you know, we're getting information. And back then when Russell was doing it, by the way, Russell said, like, this guy was going around to women in the projects who didn't have jobs. Like, they're just in the projects. They've got three or four kids. They don't have jobs. At that point, he said, this guy would was like, he would buy for like a couple hundred bucks. He'll buy your information. The girls would give him the information. He would then file. This guy, these guys were filing on welfare recipients. Like, they didn't even have to have a job at Walmart or Target or wherever they're working. You know, they don't even have to have a job, period. Right. And they're filing. And he said, and we're, this guy's getting the money. He's putting it on green dot cards. Like at that point, it was so open. So he basically, he sells the guy the card that he starts working with this guy. Right. Because by the way, Russell has tons of people, uh, of social security numbers and information, people that have jobs, people that he's got tons of stuff in the files. So Russell starts working with this guy, but Russell was like, I really didn't want to do my own people. Right. So he does cherry pick a few of them. And over the next year or so, I forget how many millions of dollars he, he, he ends up getting. Right. Uh, but it's, it's, it's a ton. I mean, it's enough to get $15 million on a nonviolent crime for a guy that had never been arrested before. So, um, Oh my God. Well, see here. I, I, this is, this is the actual, yeah, you could, if you wanted to, Colby, you could actually pop the video because there's there's actually a middle dish. You know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna send this to you. Yeah, uh, there. So I'm sending it to you. Um, this one, it's it's where Russell Simmons got arrested. Gosh, it's this goes on and on. I forget what. How much is the actual fraud? Oh, he got refunds uh, for. Is it uh, attempted to make claims for eight point nine million dollars? He got refunds, uh, refunds totaling uh, one million, basically a little bit over one point two million. Wow! That's all he got. So, um, what what he ended up saying was this: is that he said not like not all of them came in. Like you'd apply, but they wouldn't all come in. Uh, and and by the time he started doing it, the IRS it was becoming rampant. 
in, in Tampa. And the IRS started cracking down. Like one of the things, first they went to the IRS and they said, look, all these green dot cards, if money's going to this bank, don't do it. Don't send it wow. to them. Um, remember the, there was the Russell Simmons card? Yes. Um, well, anyway, this obviously different Russell Simmons. <laughs> so he said like they started shutting down these these prepaid debit cards. They would stop letting you put them on that. He goes, and that really, that hurt hurt it. Then they started shutting down like dif- different types of banks. Then they started telling people, giving people PIN numbers. Like you'd, you would put in your thing, you worked at FedEx and you'd send in your taxes and get it back in the neck. And then you'd end up getting a, a something in the mail saying, hey, next year use this PIN number. Right. So it, and it was so funny about Russell's. He was like, I would call. Like they would send me something back and they'd say, we're not putting the money on the card. You have to call us. He goes, most guys don't call. He would call. And get them to do it. Yeah, yeah, he'd get him. He'd get on the phone and say, "What's the problem?" Well, we have some questions. Keep in mind, he had a lot of their information. Right. But he also said, he, like, I think he started going to different. He knew other car dealers, and he would go to other like they were, you know, these these small car dealers. He would go to other guys he knew and get information from them, and he started buying information from people that would bring him. Hey, I got this many social security numbers and copy of this copy, and he'd do that. So he was doing it for a while. So anyway, obviously they got him for about one point two million. Right. Um, and he came to, got, came to prison. He got 15, uh, 15 years. So he and I were talking. So that was one thing that was, that was interesting about the whole, the whole tax scam. Right. But here's the what the drop. So here's what, what got me really thinking, wow, this is amazing. Is that, okay. So it, I started talking to these guys that said when they first started doing it, they would file 10 tax returns and they'd get eight of them. Right. Towards the end, they were like, we're filing 20 and getting one to go through, maybe two. It was that bad. Well, I talked to this one guy. This was the scam I think I've told you about. First of all, I, I don't remember the guy's name. I wish I did. He was such an idiot. And I remember everybody that talked to this guy was like, how did he pull this off? He's an right. idiot. Right. So what what he did was he knew a guy that had filed like whatever he, he'd filed he'd done the drop several times he'd done several of these tax scams and he he was like first of all this guy didn't he didn't know anybody that like he could he didn't have anybody social he didn't even know couldn't even figure out how to get someone's social security number <laughs> so he thought i'll do it on myself so what he did was he actually opened up a corporation in his gram in his dead grandmother's name <laughs> so he opens it up one year like, let's say in December, he waits till, so then, then the next year goes by, he waits. The whole year, so he opens up December. Well, somehow or another, he opened up, it was only a few months later. So let's say he opens up, I don't know when it was. September let's, and then January. Yeah, and then a few months later, it's now it's, it's, it's January, New Year. New year. Right, okay. So he then, he goes to a, a bookkeeper and he says, look, the company made this much money. Okay, the company made whatever, four hundred thousand or three hundred thousand dollars. And the and the company paid me two hundred thousand. And they withheld taxes for this much money. So I need you to file taxes for the corporation. So the bookkeeper asks a bunch of questions and says, okay, and files the taxes. This is sim- obviously simple because he wanted some receipts, wanted this. But a lot of times, like if, if it's a bookkeeper, like a bookkeeper will put down whatever you want them to put down. Right. Because you're signing it. 
I'm preparing it, but you're signing it. I'm not saying this is legitimate information. So he explains the whole thing to the bookkeeper. She signs, or I'm sorry, he signs for it, sends it in. So he tells the IRS the company made four hundred thousand. The company paid him three hundred thousand. The company withheld fifty thousand or forty thousand dollars in taxes. So he once it's filed, he they file it. He then turns around and he files his taxes to the IRS and says, "I worked for this company. They withheld forty thousand in taxes. You guys owe me." Twenty-five thousand dollars in in uh, uh, income uh in, in income tax return. My income tax return twenty-five thousand dollars. Like he puts down, he you know all this stuff. I had a, I had a, a um, I got, um, what do you call it? Um, what are this solar panels? Right. And I'm driving a Prius, and I'm oh, driving so like he everything you can get. He said if for a tax return, like I bought a new car. You're, there's a tax credit for that this year, and there's this and there's that. He does everything. He gets a check, and he said literally, I sent it in within a week or two. Bam, twenty five grand. Wow. He was like, it was, I was amazed. Well, he said he made four hundred. But anyway, go ahead. Yeah, what? No, he said he made, no, the company made four hundred thousand. He said the company paid him two hundred, two hundred, and withheld forty thousand. And gave him back 25. Okay. Whatever. Somehow or another, they thought that was reasonable. I don't know. So that was that was that was his. He was there for 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 um. He was there for wire fraud against the United States government. I remember that was his charge. Like that was like the charge they hit you with. Um, like ta- and it was also tax fraud and some other charges. Right. So he got that. I also remember he had my same federal judge. He and I had the same federal judge. And uh, like, and he and he knew all kinds of stuff about my judge that I was like, like he was like, oh yeah, I looked into him. I was like, why? Like, what does that change? You know, so he's just a kind of a, an odd guy, but he wasn't that sharp. Right. Anyway, so he did that scam, and then the next year, but he, and nothing ever happened. So he opens up like another corporation. Or no, no, or I think he does the same. He did the same corporation several years in a row. Then he opens up another corporation. So the next year, he says that the corporation, by the way, when he sends in the money for the, or when he sent in the taxes for the corporation, he got on a payment plan. Like he told the IRS, this is the corporation and it withheld this much money from the, the, this employee. And then it tells the IRS, we plan on paying you back and you send in like a, a payment plan. Right. Next year, he files for the same corporation, having never had a payment plan, filling, well, never sending in any money, never doing anything. Right. So he then files again with the IRS, says that they, the company paid him five hundred thousand. Company made a million dollars, paid him in four or five hundred thousand, withheld taxes of a hundred thousand dollars, and they owed him eighty thousand dollars or something. He said they cut me a check just like that. <laughs> so they cut him another check. So he he would take the paperwork. He would get a tax, um, like a CPA, to file it. So he would actually Regular do the bookkeeper. right bookkeeper to actually file his tax paperwork, which he'd submit to the IRS. Yes. So now it's in their system. Right. So when he's that he owes or paid that much money into well, that the corporation did the corporation. So a corporation yes. has nothing to do with him. With him, just told the IRS, I paid him. I paid Zach. $400,000 and I withheld $100,000 in taxes that I owe the IRS. Right. And we're on a payment plan to you. Here's our payment plan. But then he never fulfills that. He never makes one payment to the IRS. He also tells the IRS that the company owes X amount of dollars. Like the company also owes you this much money. And here's a payment plan for that. Never files. 
does it for like a couple of years in a row. I mean, I'm getting some of the details a little off, but a couple of years in a row. Then he closes that corporation. Well, he just stops. Right. He just puts it aside. He By this point, he's opened another couple corporations. So the next year, he does it again. <laughs> he did this for about five years. One year, he said he paid himself like one and a half million dollars. Like this corporation opened up in like his dead grandmother's name. Yeah, uh, filed, yeah, in his name. He's doing all this in his name. He's an idiot. Yes. One, they paid $1.5 million in, paid me $1.5, and they owe me, and, and they withheld $400,000, and you, the IRS, owe me $350,000, and they paid him. Right. So, signed it himself, everything. This guy ends up with, like, it was like he got like a million dollars or something over the course of like five years. Right. It's ridiculous. Um, so... What ends up happening is he then stopped for several years, by the way. So he stopped for several years. So he's, he's made a few hundred thousand, so he might be no, all right. He's, no, he's made like almost a million dollars or so, like a million dollars. He then stops for a few years. Now, what actually he found out this later, that the IRS actually at one point investigated one of the two companies. They actually went and investigated the company. Right. But they couldn't get a hold of anybody. And they noticed that the company had paid him for like two or three years in a row. Right. I forget what Same the guy. amount. Yeah. Pay, and, but here's the whole thing. We can't get in touch with the company. Right. So we have to assume the company did pay you. So the company did pay this guy this much. They're admitting that. And the company never paid us, the IRS, the withholdings tax. Right. And then now we can't get in touch with anybody in the, at the company. And you know what? That happens. Right. They can't hold it against you, the employee. No. The company's admitting that they paid you. Right. This is clearly a badly managed company. Doesn't mean we don't owe you the money. They right. withheld it. They were supposed to send it to us. They didn't. So if you work for Walmart and for make $50,000 and Walmart withholds 20000 and then never pays the IRS the 20000 they withheld to you, right. and then you go to file your taxes at the end of the year and say, hey, Walmart withheld $20,000 from me, and now I'm filing for my tax income a rebate and I need $7,000, you, the IRS can't say no, they never paid us. Right. Well, no, no, no. By law, I have to allow them to take the money out. Yes. It's not up to them. That's between you and Walmart. You owe me the money. Yes. Cause the IRS is presuming everyone's operating on good faith. Right. So So this guy does. So now this guy stops for a couple of years, by the way, (laughs) but money gets tight. So he files again. Only now he's told a buddy of his about it. So his buddy, his buddy, he convinces his buddy to do it too. Right. So his, he and his buddy like work on, work for the same company. I, I think it's the same, but it might've been two different companies, but they, they file, they then both file to the IRS. Hey, the company made $3 million. The company paid me a million dollars. The company paid him $900,000. He gets a check back from the IRS. When he files his tax return, he gets a check back for like two hundred, three hundred thousand dollars $300,000. The main guy gets a check back for like 600000 or something like that. Well, what happens is his buddy, he tells him, look, put the money in the bank. Don't take any money out in cash. Like, keep it there. They're not going to come get the money. Because at this point, he's super emboldened by, by his, right. that he's been getting away with it. He doesn't know that they ever even investigated. He thinks he's found a loophole. He thinks he's brilliant. He thinks he's brilliant and stumbled onto something because he's an idiot. <laughs> um, and most idiots think they're brilliant. Most smart people don't think they're that smart. Um, so, right? Good observation. Yeah. Good observation. So uh, what, what ends up happening is he, he so he... His buddy 
puts the money in the bank, and I mean, almost immediately blows through all the money. <laughs> he buys. I remember one thing they told me he bought because I always remember thinking, "Why would you buy that?" What he bought that? an RV for like two hundred thousand dollars or something like that. He bought like Why an would RV. You buy an RV. I don't know. <laughs> I didn't understand that. I was like, "Well, what's he? What's?" I've never wanted to buy an RV. Like, I don't know. Like maybe he was thinking, well, worst case scenario, I can live in the RV. No, it's titled. They're going to take it. <laughs> yes. So he buys, he buys this RV and, I, and then he went out immediately after buying the RV and starts taking out cash. Well, the bank says this guy, one, has never had more than a few thousand dollars in his account at any one time for the last five years. Right. He just got a check for 250 or 300,000, whatever it was. He immediately spent 200,000 and the rest he's actively coming in, taking it out in cash. And we noticed that the money came from the IRS. And guess what? The IRS, there's a lot of scams going on with the IRS. So you know what we're going to do? We're going to call the IRS. They notify the IRS. The IRS looks into it. The IRS comes. They grab his buddy. His buddy immediately says, oh, my God. <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't. It was my, it was, it was Tyler. Tyler did it. And he tells on Tyler or whoever the guy's name is. I don't remember his name. Right. He tells on him. They come and they grab him. He gets arrested. Here's the great thing. What always killed me. Tyler like only got hit for like a million dollars or something like that. Only like half a million or a million. You know why? Why? Because the statute of limitations, because he had stopped for two years, the conspiracy stopped. So they could only go back three years, which was what he had currently done. Right. And the two years, had he never stopped doing it, they could have gone back like the entire seven or eight years that he'd been doing it. But... He had stopped, so the conspiracy stopped. That was a new charge. Right. And because it was over three years old, they couldn't get him for the million dollars he'd already scammed the IRS out of. <laughs> so he got lucky. And I remember thinking— I, I think that—somehow I think that charge only carries five years also. Um, I think they run those consecutive. Because I, I was locked up with people that had done it in prison, and the maximum he said he can get is five years. I mean, I don't know. He, remember, Russell Simmons got 15. I know. I think they ran three of those consecutive. They must have. We can, we can look. I can look that up and tell you. Well, he, um, so this, this guy didn't get much time either, by the way. This guy got less than three years. And I remember he Who, was. The guy that told or Russell? No, no, no. The, 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 the Tyler, you know, oh, Tyler, Tyler yes. the guy that got told on. Like okay. his buddy, I don't know what his buddy, but he probably got nothing. He probably gave back the RV, gave back everything. Probably was some, a, a small, it was probably owed a little bit of money and probably got, you know, because he wasn't the. He wasn't the brains behind the operation. Right. So this guy, Tyler, you know, I don't forget his name. Anyway, this guy, Tyler, he ended up getting like, I forget, like 30 months or something. It was under three years because I remember it wasn't enough for him to take the drug program. And at that time, you had to have, you had to still have three years remaining. Okay. So it, towards the end. 30 months, I think, is what you. Right. So he ended up getting like 30 months. He didn't have enough time. Um, bitched and complained the whole time. They could have given me probation. <laughs> they, don't you love those guys? <gasps> Six months. And, they, oh, I got to do all this time. Yeah, oh my God. Talked about the judge and what a what a scumbag the judge is. <laughs> he could have this. He could. I'm like, bro, you haven't like, yeah, you know. And yeah. not just that. Here's what's really messed up. Like with the million dollars, he actually bought like three. Some of the money he spent that he kept to keep. Got to keep. Right. He spent. He opened like three Subway franchises. So you actively have franchises out there that you're not going to do. Like, that's what the judge was pissed about. Like, he didn't want to give back any of the money. <laughs> so he's arguing with the judge. No, well, you can't charge me. He's like, oh, you know, I know you got lucky. You know, okay. Right. All right. Well, I can give you this. Right. Boom. <laughs> so anyway, so I remember when I was talking to him, 
And this is where the whole kind of like it, it, it had evolved. Like he was like, and I, I remember just sitting there, it was me and a couple other guys and we were talking to him and, he's, and they were like, yeah, that's a pretty good scam, right? God, what do you think? And I was like, you're an idiot. <laughs> what do you mean? He's like, what do you mean? Like it was great because they, the IRS, they had no choice but to pay me. Right. I was like, yeah, but they, they had to pay you in your own name. Like you're an idiot. Like you open, you did this in your own name. He goes, yeah, but I knew it would be worth it. If I did get caught and I was like, worth it? How's it worth it to go to prison for? Well, I guess he's talking about the five years. Oh, you mean like the million he got? Yeah, he got millions and he only had to yeah. do maybe five it, listen, years. Listen, he got super lucky. Like if that had hit, they probably could have got, given him 10 years. Um, especially if he doesn't want to give the money back. Right. Uh, well, anyway, he, uh, like he, he, he was desperately always trying to make him sound himself seems super sharp. Like I really looked into it and I, this and I, that, but if you talk to him for any length of time, you realize what an idiot he was. Uh, and anyway, so as we're, he was like, well, what would you have done? And I want what I have done. He said, I would have, I would have run an ad in the newspaper. Right. For people, I would have said, you know, anything, free government money being given away or home loans or personal loans or Fannie Mae is now, you know, giving away, you know, $10,000, you know, loans to anybody who under the poverty line or whatever. I said, I would have run an ad for 500 bucks and 40 or 50 people would have called me and given me their information because they would have thought they were going to get get some loan, right? Build consolidation loans, um, any kind of loan, car loans, government, FHA, anything you run, spend a couple grand and get yourself 50 people that give you their call up and give you their information. Right. And he was like, Oh, "Oh, okay. I see. What would you do? What would you mean? I said, well, then what I would do is once I've got all your information, they're going to give it to you on the phone because they think they're applying for a $10,000 loan from the federal government to consolidate their bills or whatever. Um, that, you know, good credit, bad credit, no problem. Like I say, you know, so you get their information. Then I said, you could always go get a bank account in their name. Right. You could always go get a, a debit card. I mean, go get a, 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 you could order their, their birth certificate, their social security card their You know, so I started naming off and then you can go get a, a go get a driver, an ID in their name. But, but you know, not everything is for everybody. Like he seems like he stumbled upon this. And what you're describing is in depth and detail that probably is not something he'd be comfortable doing. I, I find I, that I wouldn't what, be I wouldn't be comfortable doing it in my own name. Oh yeah, that would. I mean, that's that's or, the problem. Or he he should have found some volunteers. That's what he that this was his first attempt to distance himself. Right. was to do it with this other guy. Right. Well, not knowing. Like now that he knows the feds, I'm sure he's like, well, I, I need to get someone to do it in their name, but that person doesn't need to know who I am. Right, <laughs> right. Well, I mean, I was telling him, look, I would have gone out and gotten alternative people. Right. You know, and I would have, and then you, then with those alternative people, open up online bank accounts or get a, get a, get an ID online. Or think about it, if you're just talking to somebody on the phone, that person on the phone, you can say, great. Oh, you have a driver's license? Do you have a driver's license or an ID? Oh, you have a driver's license in the state of Florida? Great. Can you go ahead and tell me the expiration date? Tell me the issue date? Tell me the what's the driver's license number? Right. You can then turn around and go on one of these websites and get a card issued to you. With, right. And if I have that That's information, true. I can open up a bank account in your name. I don't even have to go in the bank. You could have done all of this online, and then, then he could have taken that corporation, opened a – he could have bought a, a shell corp. <laughs> then – Filed for the Shell Corp on all forty of those guys, saying 
these 35 guys made $80,000, 85,000, right. 87,000. You know, you vary it, obviously, on these guys. These extra six guys made, you know, 200 and something thousand. This top guy made $1 million. Right, then right. you file, then you file for the corporation to the IRS saying how much and how much the withholding was. Talk about the payment plan and then file on all of those guys. <laughs> and I would even vary that. I would some of them I would file through um, QuickBooks, some I'd file through TurboTax, right. some I'd file directly with paper, mail it in. All the money would be direct deposited on all these different accounts with these debit cards that aren't green dot cards, right. that aren't those prepaid, you know, whatever Walmart cards. Like legitimate banks have that money deposited, withdraw all of those funds, and then take that corporation. And I would go and I'd file bankruptcy on the corporation. Because when you go downtown, when you go to the bankruptcy court, you basically walk in there. You can actually pull it off online where you say, I'm filing. They give you a file number and then you just fill out the paper, uh, these documents and you mail them to your creditors. One right. of the creditors would be the IRS. <laughs> so now the IRS is going to wait for the, when is the court date going to be? And they'll even issue you a court date. Right. Would you show up for the court date? Hell no. But <laughs> it would, but you could, well, it's still, it, here's the thing. To the IRS, it looks like this is a corporation that is extremely, um, a legitimate corporation was opened. Right. They hired about 40 or 50 people. They took the withholdings. They filed their first year of taxes. For some reason, they, they couldn't make their payments and they went into bankruptcy. Then... They never finish the bankruptcy. That happens a lot. We owe all these people this money and they pay them. Right. This is, look, at any given time in the United States, there's literally uh, between 10 and 100,000 companies that have, that are behind on their payroll withholding taxes. Right. That's not an uncommon thing. No. There are some companies that are hundreds of, or like 10, 20 million dollars behind right. on their payroll withholding taxes. And that's natural for them. Right. You know, and they, so. they get on some of them. I don't know if you know this. Sometimes they can actually not pay their employees, withhold the money, then go to the IRS and negotiate what they owe the employee for, for the. I've seen that there's imagine? commercials for that. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> well, for a corporation for individuals, there's definitely yeah. those corp oh, where yeah. I owe the if you owe the IRS less than ten thousand dollars <laughs> or no more than ten thousand right. dollars come to us. And they'll consolidate it. They'll talk right. to them. And right. But that's common for corporations, too. Yes. So yes. you're telling me that I withheld a million dollars in federal income tax, didn't pay it over to the IRS. You guys then paid eight hundred thousand dollars back to the employees and i can now go to you and say look i know i owe you a million dollars and negotiate with them to pay them three hundred thousand dollars back the irs is a half, half a million dollars in, in arrears it, they're now in the hole yes <laughs> and you're gonna let me continue as a corporation absolutely, absolutely. like that happens that happens it's true That's i know true. because i know guys that were in the process of doing that <laughs> and the irs got tired of it and just filed charges against them but it does happen it does happen because i know because the same guys had done it multiple times with different corporations so this is something that happens the bottom line is is that that's that way you're filed that way the guy could have been filing 40 tax refund right. the drop could have been filing 40 of them and gotten all 40 and the IRS wouldn't think those people had done anything wrong. They think the corporation had done something wrong. And the corporation went into, into bankruptcy 
and never completed the bankruptcy. And that happens. That's true. I, I think it wouldn't matter either or whether he did the 40 people or the if, if the same amount is true. Like um, in, in my you think ex- you could have done it with like just two or three people. Yes. In my experience of, of all the things that I was doing. I ran across some IRS checks that were like 190. I went. To, I think the biggest one I saw was like over half a million, and it was to a person. So I mean, I, I just think it, it it's like it shouldn't be him, but he doesn't have to have 40. He could have six, right? And and whatever they he claims to be making. I, I think there's got to be it's got to be something to like going to a bookkeeper. I think you'd have to know how to do the books yourself. Yeah, I, I, I think a bookkeeper would be like, you made what? You have any receipts. You know what I'm saying? Right. I'd be scared they'd report me. See, to me, like if it was me, like I mean, I literally for the corporation, I would have a website. I would make, I'd manufacture receipts. I would have leases. Like I would do everything fraudulent to create the look that this was completely 100% legit. That's what I'd bring to the bookkeeper. Like they would be like, okay, you spent how much in this and your bank accounts and this. The nice thing is I can fabricate all of that. Right. So they would look at it and they, (laughs) they would look at it and they'd be like, wow, this is. For the bookkeeper. The bookkeeper. And then, cause the bookkeeper would then file it. Cause I want the bookkeeper to be secure, Right. right? And feel confident. But I'd also be like, okay, look, he had a website. So that, you know, so that if the IRS, if the IRS ever looked into it, like there is a website, keep in mind too, if I made, if, if you do the math on this and you make half a million dollars on these refunds, it's worth it to pay an attorney to file the bankruptcy. So now if the IRS goes, right, the IRS goes and says, okay, look, you're the attorney. I I am the attorney. I talked to a guy three or four times and he mailed me this stuff and he mailed me this and mailed me that. He never did mail me this or that. We never did end up going to court. He stopped returning my, my, he stopped returning my phone calls. I I don't know what to say. Like the IRS has got to be like, yeah, that does happen. The IRS, what, what I don't want the IRS to be thinking is fraud. I want them to be thinking somebody opened a corporation. They ran it for about a year. They couldn't pay, pay their bills. They, they tried to get on a payment plan. They hired an attorney. They filed bankruptcy. They never completed the bankruptcy because, let's face it, the guy's broke. He's starting his life over. He just tried to walk away. Right. I know many people doing, when I was doing mortgages, and people were like, I'd be like, do you have a bankruptcy? And they'd go, well, you know, I started, like, I had more people start bankruptcy than ever if I had them go through it. Like, I, I had, if, you, if I've talked to. That's how long that stuff stays on your credit, too. Right. Well, if, if I talked to 50 people that said, I, you know, about bankruptcy, like literally 40 of them were like, I started it. Well, what does that mean? Well, I started it and they give you these letters that you mail to your creditors. Well, the creditors stopped calling. And so I just never, I never followed through with it. What do you, you know, I was like, what do you mean? I was like, well, people stopped calling. I stopped paying. And then after about three or four years, I started getting credit card offers. And I started filling out the credit card offers and I got new credit cards and I just kind of forgot about it. So I never completed it. Right. And you're like, and they never came looking. No, because that's what happens with Capital One. You owe $3,000. We got something in the bankruptcy court. They're waiting for the court date. Right. It never comes. Right. That allows them to cash the debt and write it off for profit and loss. So, yeah. So at that point, it just, and eventually the person doesn't do it because eventually it kind of falls off their credit. Right. It doesn't affect them, Seven so they don't years, follow yeah. through. And what right. was bothering them the most was the fact that they were getting these calls. Well, so it's the same for a corporation. The guy that owns a corporation, if, if the corporation went under and he's made no money and he's now claiming bankruptcy, 
The, and the lawyer's asking for more money. Right. He doesn't have it. He's like, what am I doing? Like, this is the corporation's problem. Right. I'm right. leaving. I'm going to get a job at Ford. <laughs> My corporation that I tried to open didn't work out. It went under. I had a bunch of employees. I'm going to go work, get a regular yes. job. Yes. And that's what happened. So anyway, like to the IRS, that would look extremely legit. And then, the, then this guy could move on. They're not going to launch this massive investigation because this is common. <laughs> so I was explaining that to him and, and we, I was like, that's what I would do. And he was just like, oh my God. I'm like, yeah, but think about it, bro. You could have a website, like everything about it that they could check. Phone legit. numbers issued, yep. website, everything. It would, it would smell legitimate. Right. It's not hard to make it appear legit. So listen, we had that conversation multiple times. He was just, he was like, God, man, I hate talking to you. <laughs> hate talking to you. And cover I was like. All, cover all angles. I mean, yeah, but. I mean, how many times did we sit around and just sit there and talk about scams over and over? And over? Too many. <laughs> but yeah, that was that. And now we're out here talking yeah. about it. So, <laughs> but the the tax, like you know, what's so funny? The tax scam has turned into the PPP loans. Yes. <laughs> you know, and then oh eventually, God, they, like, it's outrageous. Yeah, that was that was in. I, I think I think they just flooded the hoods with money. Yeah. I think they just like give all the poor zones some bread that they used to give rich people. I don't know what the hell's going on. There's got to be another. There'll be another scam. Oh yeah. There'll be another one. They'll be massive. They'll come in. There's always going to be these scams. Yes. There'll be. You're, yes. Yeah, you're like, yes. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you got to start. You got to remember to talk into. Oh, okay, sorry. Oh, yes. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's always like that. You know, another scam that was uh, like that was like when the entire economy was crashing there were tons of people doing um, the, they were doing refi scams or doing loan modification scams oh, or doing, yeah. there was- wherever, wherever the government shot money, that's what they did. Yeah, they, they jump all over it and, and come up with some kind of scam. That's true. So, are, we, what, are we good? You think? Yes, because I am super sleepy. <laughs> yeah, you're falling asleep. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Rough night. That's what yes. we should be talking about. We should be yes. talking about your night. Long night. I am tired. We should like, be talking oh my about, God, I want to be go. talking about Zach's I night. Only, I should only do, yeah, well, that might have me awake, but I should only do two hours. All right. All right. Hey, if you like the video, do me a favor and subscribe. Hit the like button. Make sure you turn on the notification bell. Share the video and leave a comment for the algorithm. This is Matt Cox signing off, and this is Zach saying all bye. Right. All right. See ya. Thank you.